Boom. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Season 2 Red, White, and True Podcast. I am Andrew Britton, your host, and I'm sorry for the long delay. You guys, it's it's been a few months. I've been taking some time to regroup on this thing, to try to figure out what is the most effective direction to go with this, to try to analyze the previous episodes that we put out, uh, content and information that I'm proud of, but content and information that I wanted to analyze to make sure that we're having an impact, that the things that I talk about, that the things that you guys spend your time to listen to on this show are effective and are leading us in the best direction possible to fight this scourge of socialism and communism wild-eyed socialists that are overtaking and dividing the United States of America, a type of government and a system that is so inherently oppressive that it has been responsible for blood and poverty of thousands, millions of people across this planet, over the entirety of this planet. Every single time it has been instituted, it has always led to poverty and blood. True. So I wanted to take a step back from the stuff that I put out previously, the stuff that I was I was proud of, you guys, and I have done this intro a million times and hated it every single time. So my wife made a suggestion that maybe you should just make a list and just read the list. Just read the list to the listeners and tell them why you've been gone for so long. Forget it, I quit. What you've been doing why this is your first podcast episode back, and what you want to tell them to start with, what's going to be different about season two. All right, so here we go. Here's the list that I came up with. First off, I'm back, right, and we will be stronger than we ever, ever were before in any previous episode. I promise you, moving forward every single day, we will continue to build the narrative forward for why conservatism is the direction in which this country needs to go, not just needs to go, but has to go if we would like to continue with the rights, liberties, and freedoms that we have as Americans, that we have come to value, love, trust, and understand given to us via the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America, two of the most fundamentally important documents in the history of the world, period, stop. Full stop. No argument. I'm tired of being right. Don't even want to hear it. It changed the way that human beings live on this planet for all time to this current date. Now, we do have some people, a very elite group of very rich socialist communists that would like to keep us under their thumb to do and live the way that they tell us that we should live. Not because it's for our benefit. They would like you to believe that but because it's for their benefit. Okay, so yes, I'm back. And guess what? From here on forward, I will make a promise to you, something that I really came to understand as I listened to all the previous episodes that we put out over and over and over again. I listened to them repeatedly. And the one thing that I really felt like was most missing from those episodes was me, was really me. I was missing from those episodes. Let me tell you why I suck. And I say that in this context. This is the context in which I say that, you guys, okay? Yes, you got the facts, the data-driven stuff, the statistics, the points that I believe in, the things that shoot down the left's narrative and their stupid talking points, which is always to just call you a racist or to call you a white supremacist or to claim climate change for every single issue that exists. It's total madness. It makes no sense. And I really have a hard time understanding how anybody actually believes it. 
which is really maddening, a really maddening experience for me because I'd like to think that I've proven that I, I consider myself a pretty analytical person, a deep thinker. I think about these things a lot. I do a lot of research to ensure that the things that I say on this podcast are not just true, but are leading us in a direction in which we can win this fight and take back America. So from here on moving forward, you will get me. Previously, I was trying to walk the line. What can I do to try and bring in people from both sides or people who maybe don't listen to conservative conservative arguments to try and say, how do I bring them over to our side? So I tried to walk the fence a little bit to try and be nice and gentle. And guess what, you guys? That's just flat not going to work. Don't run away from your feelings. It didn't work. I see it every day watching and reading about politics every single day, and that doesn't work. The left is not operating that way. They are not operating nice and kind. They are trying to strip our rights and strip our freedoms to make decisions for ourselves every single day. That's true. And I'm going to fight that fire with fire right here every single time. And I hope that you guys learn to grow and feel, if you don't already have it, the same passion that I do for the United States of America, damn it, and what it stands for and what it provides to us. Equal opportunity to hell with this DEI equity nonsense. This country was not built on equity. It was built on equality. So from moving forward, from here on out, you will get the real me, the way that I feel, the way that I see the, the direction this country is going, the things that we need to do to save it. And I, I say this to my wife, and I'm not going to say the actual word, and I say this to the people that I talk to, that in order to get the message across, because the manner in which the left is operating and the way that they seem to understand things, I'm not going to say the actual word, but we are going to have to B-slap, if you understand what I'm saying, female dog, B-slap people with the truth. And we are going to have to repeatedly, metaphorically, B-slap people with the truth. You're not a nice person. It's going to have to happen. That's the only way to do it. Because if you just lay out a simple set of arguments and a simple set of facts and say, here, the tax code, the tax arguments that you guys are making are totally fraudulent and false. It's a bunch of crap. Everything that you're telling the American people, you just went on the State of the Union address and said a bunch of stuff. It's a bunch of crap. It's all false. All your numbers are fake. Can't you stop lying? For God's sakes, you guys can't even find a way to protect us from Chinese spies. And damn it, the only reason you even told us about the damn Chinese spy balloon is because somebody with a hawk eye out in Montana just happened to see the damn thing. Or Wyoming or wherever the hell it was. But... Do you really think they would have told us that there was a Chinese spy balloon flying over the United States of America and all of our critical infrastructure and all of our critical military installations? And do you think they actually really were going to say anything to us? No, of course they weren't. Of course they weren't. You guys, we can't stand for this. We cannot sit around and stand for this. And just because every time you bring up something where you're over the target on these liberals, every time you bring something up and you are over the target, what is their explanation? What is their defense? Where do they go to almost every single time at first? At first, they typically go to the, well, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, that's that, that's that's right-wing conspiracy theory. Straight from the right-wing conspiracy theory. Well, I guess that's your theory. Well, guess what, guys? If you get that argument from the left in which we are going to start this episode, this 
first episode of Season 2 is going to be titled Conspiracy Theories Part 1. And the only reason it's not going to be a single part episode is because the back half is going to lay out a set of facts that proves the biggest conspiracy theory of all, which is Joe Biden's a foreign agent. Yes! Yep, yep, you heard that. And I know many of you believe that. And given the actions that our government and many of our leaders operate with, the manner in which they handle our enemies with kid gloves, and everything they say seems to be a damn lie, it's not hard to come to the conclusion that these people are either so inept, so incompetent at their jobs, that they are just this dumb, which I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't particularly think they're the smartest people in the world, but they're not dumb. Right. They have a significant goal that they are driving at. Okay, you guys, they're not dumb. So if they're not totally dumb and they're all hiding and covering for Joe Biden and they say every time you start to talk about Hunter Biden or whatever, it's a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Oh, my goodness. It's a conspiracy theory. We're right over the target. So I did a lot of research on this. I listened to a lot of political talk. I read a lot of political articles. I did a lot of digging on names, and I've got receipts for the statement that I previously made, which is that Joe Biden is a foreign agent. Come again. Okay. But before we get there, I'm going to lay out a whole list of other conspiracy theories that they've given to us that they dismissed. Oh, no. Right-wing conspiracy theory. That's not true. Absolutely not true. Right-wing conspiracy theory. And guess what? Every one of these conspiracy theories that I'm going to lay out, and I've got some clips. This one's this this episode's going to be made up of a number of clips. Some of them I've pared down as tight as I can. I think the longest one's like two minutes or so. But there are a number of them of the media telling us, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. And then coming on the backside of that, the media telling us, oh, yeah, actually, that was true. That's nice. So anyhow, you guys, we can't stand for this. They are intentionally trying to divide us. This is a socialist commie playbook where they they divide the population. They did it in Mao China. They did it in Nazi Germany. They did it in Vladimir Lenin's Soviet Union. They did it in Stalin's Soviet Union. All of these places, they have done this exact same thing to divide the people because we are weaker when we are divided and fighting amongst each other. China is also playing this game on us while our government sits back and lets it happen. You've lost your way, brother. Our government leadership, shall I say, while our government leadership tells us, oh, no, no, we're not trying to ban gas stoves, but yet they have memos and documents internally inside the government, and states and cities in blue states have already banned gas stoves. Uh, 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 uh. So yes, they are trying to ban gas stoves. Yet another, just a just an intro, a prelude to the, oh my gosh, it's a right-wing conspiracy theory. That is all a bunch of crap. They are intentionally trying to steal our rights. They are intentionally trying to divide us. And it appears as if our government leadership may very well be bought and sold to our enemies, in particular... Our biggest enemy, the Chinese Communist Party. Tell them like it is. So strap in, conspiracy theory episode, getting ready to start right now. I'm back. I'm sick of riding the fence. Let's get in the fight 
and let's throw some punches. Boom. All right, so there's the bell. So let's get in this thing and start throwing some rhetorical jab straight uppercuts here. So before we get into this, though, I want to I want to revisit something that we've talked about in previous podcasts, which is a political theory created by two Columbia professors uh, in the 1960s and 70s called Cloward Piven. Okay, this is a political strategy called Cloward Piven orchestrating a crisis. And is it a shocker? that these two professors were professors at Columbia University in Ivy, right? A socialist communist organization, a conglomeration of universities that push socialism and communism. <laughs> that these two yahoos would be professors pushing a theory there that seemed very quite radical at the time, right? So we have these socialists and communists, uh, Cloward Piven. And their idea here because they realized in the 60s and 70s, at least at that point in time, Americans, the great majority of Americans, still actually had a belief in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. And they believed in civil liberties and personal rights and personal freedoms. Whatever happened to him? And all those things that, of course, America stands for that give us the rights and freedoms that we live in today. But these people hated it. Cloward Piven, they so desperately despised these values and they had they had to come up with a way that they could get socialism communism instituted in this country and they realized because Americans so value those rights at that particular point in time that it's going to have to be dramatic so they come up with this idea orchestrating a crisis where the government itself orchestrates a crisis a major crisis because based in the theory of this whole political strategy, they understand that the best way to get people to give away their rights and freedoms is going to be to scare them. They're not doing us a service. So they know that if the government creates this crisis, this major crisis, and then the government itself comes back in and swoops in and saves the day and saves America from whatever this theoretical crisis is, makes all Americans whole financially. But they know that the government can, in this particular situation, because of the fear that's been instituted by the theoretical crisis that the government would create, and all the fear that that would have amongst the public, that at this point they can utilize that fear to get some trade-offs, to get what they actually want, which is to institute socialism and communism in the United States of America. So at this particular point, the government would come in and say, hey, we'll come in here and save you guys, but you got to give up these rights and freedoms in order for us to be able to actually solve this crisis so that we can proceed forward with happy utopian socialist communist lives in which they never actually work. But it's really not about saving you. It's really more about giving the government control. Of course. Okay, so we've laid out the base premise of what Cloward Piven is orchestrating a crisis. And understand that these two yahoos, of course, they come back into play in the political situation in the United States of America under the Obama administration, under some type of a, oh, I don't know, what would you call it, um, an advocacy role or an advisor's role within the Obama administration. Shocker, right? So weird. So weird that they came back in the Obama administration. Woo! Shut up. Yeah, that is that is bizarre, right? Can't, nobody can believe this. That's insanity. But right, so here they pop back up again, and they're pushing these theories, and they start to become more accepted. 
during the Obama administration. As through the educational process, as we've seen in this country, pushes further and further socialism because of the teachers unions and these disgusting universities racist that have no idea or understanding what actual oppression is in the United States of America, because we don't really actually have that. It's a created narrative that they shove to people to try and make them feel as if they are oppressed. Remember what that's like in any particular way so that they continue to get them to vote for them. This is a very, very predictable strategy by those dumb liberals out in the world that know that their ideas actually aren't any good, so they have to scare the hell out of people or make people angry or emotional in order to keep them to vote for them. And this is this is the gig. This is the grift. It's the whole thing. It's all about votes. It's all about votes. It's not about actually doing anything for you. It's actually about scaring you into voting for them. It's about ensuring that they keep a crisis on the board so that they can tell you that they need to solve this for you so you keep voting for them, but yet they never solve the problem, and yet people keep voting for them. This can't actually be happening. Quite a bizarre situation. I don't quite get it. How do you liberals justify it out there that these same exact problems have existed for decades and they never get solved, but... No matter if the names change or not, you continue to vote for the same damn people. But yet the problems never change and the solutions never come. So my advice for whatever the hell this means to you out there, probably very little, but my advice to you would be shut up and listen to my order. What the hell do you have to lose? Go vote for a conservative just once. See what happens to you. All right, guys. So I'm, I'm sorry for the bit of a rant there. Liberalism is a bit of a maddening experience for me. I don't quite understand it. Maybe it's because I'm an independent free thinker, and I don't like the idea of somebody telling me how to think, feel, and telling me when to jump, and then I just ask how high. That That's not a concept that I actually can conceptualize. It's, it's really odd to me. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But now that I've hit my rant here, we're going to get into what the first conspiracy theory was, right? We've been told all these things over the last few years, basically since the 2020 election, maybe a little bit before, that we've got all these right-wing conspiracy theories. Oh, no, no, no. Don't believe that. That's a right-wing conspiracy theory. Oh, so you can't see this, but I can? And we're going to start this first one with Antifa. So I'm sure that everybody remembers this the so-called summer of love, right? The 2020 summer of love after the George Floyd incident with the police officer who did the despicable thing and sits on George Floyd's back for God knows how long. He was clearly wrong. He was prosecuted for that. So that's called justice, right? But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough for those anarchists out there, for the really angry liberals. I'm warning you, I'm seriously stressed out here. Who their politicians get them all revved up and riled up, and then they go out and commit acts of violence or riot. All right, so we had the Summer of Love 2020, where there's like almost 500 riots. That sounds so familiar. And this name keeps popping up in there, and it's Antifa. It's Antifa. And in order to prove, or I guess use the left's own terminology, we're going to go to a prominent leftist here, Jerry Nadler. Yep, Humpty Dumpty himself, Jerry Nadler, the waddling penguin. I'm an overweight middle-aged man. And in this clip that I'm going to play for you, Jerry Nadler 
proceeds to tell this independent journalist that Antifa, oh, it's a myth. It's just something getting pushed around Washington, D.C. But before we get to that clip, I want to remind you, just in case you don't know, exactly what kind of a piece of trash Jerry Nadler really is. So recently here, the House was having some committee hearings on the border and what the impacts of the wide open border have been. No matter what Biden tries to tell you or any of these liberal life losers try to tell you. I don't want to tell you. The border is wide open. The numbers bear it out. And they are simply lying to you, gaslighting you, because they have convinced their voting bloc that abortion is amazing and that they shouldn't have kids because climate change is, oh my God, such an existential threat. So their voters aren't reproducing. So it's mostly conservative voters reproducing. And so in order for the Democrats to get a voting block, they think that they can bring illegal immigrants in, give them an amnesty, and then allow them to vote. Or like we've seen in many liberal cities, which they told us that this was a conspiracy theory too. Also, what I was previously talking about was the Great Replacement theory, which they've called a conspiracy theory until right after the midterms when Chuck Schumer started calling for amnesty for all these illegal immigrants. And I think we all know why he wants amnesty, because they want some votes. Now you don't think about coming back now. Because they just saw themselves in the House lose the popular vote. And that is a very scary thing for Democrats, because we were told for decades that one, Republicans would never hold the House, and two, that they would definitely never, ever, 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 ever get the popular vote. But they did. And that's that's very scary for the left. Now smile, you look terrified. Okay, so Jerry Nadler's sitting in this committee hearing, and they're talking about the border. And one of the people testifying at this committee hearing is a father. And he has lost his son to a fentanyl poisoning or fentanyl overdose, however you want to characterize it. But it's a poisoning, okay? This kid bought a Vicodin that was laced with fentanyl and he was poisoned to death, all right? So anyhow, this guy tells his story with the mother of the child sitting right behind the father who's testifying, all right? He talks about fentanyl flowing over the border and some of the action groups that they've created to try to help stop this problem. But the surge across the border is such a deluge that they can't stop it. They can't do anything about the fentanyl coming across the border. That's true. And that this is causing fentanyl deaths amongst young people in particular to spike. It is continuing to spike. All right. And amongst all of this totally tragic story, that, that's going on here, when it gets to Jerry Nadler and it's his time to speak, he has, I don't know if you want to call it the balls or whatever you want to call it, but this man sits up there looking down at this father and this mother who have lost their son to fentanyl poisoning because, in large part, the wide open border that the liberals created and proceeds to tell him, well, the Republicans are gaslighting this whole situation. The border's not wide open. They're just playing the fentanyl issue up. It's not really a big problem. You make me sick. You've lost your way, brother. How disgusting of a person do you have to be? How heartless and how big of a bum do you have to be to sit up in front of this, this man and this mother who have lost their son to fentanyl because of a situation you created, your party created, the Democrats created, and tell them that what they're experiencing isn't real. What kind of an idiot are you? 
What in the hell? What? I mean, seriously, I wanted to jump through the TV and punch Jerry Nadler right in the face. It was one of the most disgusting acts I've ever seen. And then almost every Democrat after him proceeded to recreate that same disgusting gaslighting narrative that the Republicans are just making this up as if the deaths are just fake. Stupid people. That's true. So uh, another rant yet. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry. I am so frustrated. I've been gone for so long and I got a lot to say and I'm a bit pissed and now I'm just sick of it. All right, but anyhow, back to Jerry Nadler, back to Humpty Dumpty, roly-poly. Mr. Tough Guy. And he gets asked a question by this independent journalist. What do you think about Antifa? Well, I'll just play the clip for you, and you listen to what Jerry Nadler has to say, and then we'll come right on the backside of Jerry, Jerry Nadler's disgusting lie, in which he is completely gaslighting and lying to this independent journalist. We'll come back with the clip on the backside of it that proves... That, oh yeah, actually Antifa is real. Oops. So weird. So weird. Here's Roly Poly Jerry Nadler. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's, 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 that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. That's Sir, there's, there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. There's th- throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Wow, so he thinks it's fake news. Antifa's a myth. Yeah, Antifa's a myth in Portland. Meanwhile, the whole city's on fire, and they're trying to bring down the courthouse. Wow, unbelievable. Well, there you go. There's one of the biggest lying clowns in the entire house. Exactly. Total, total clown show. How do these people look at themselves in the mirror? You know that Jerry Nadler's got to be the type of sad, unhappy, angry person all the time that goes out into his garage in the middle of the night because he can't sleep, gets into his car, puts his windows all the way up, and just screams as loud as he can because he's so frustrated about what a total life loser bum that he is. He is a ridiculous human being. And the fact that we pointed him out earlier in the show for saying absolutely disgusting things during a committee hearing about the border being wide open in which he caused, it was very fitting to bring him on the backside of this to tell us, oh, that Antifa thing? Oh, don't mind those people that are actually wearing Antifa shirts and Antifa hats and burning down cities and claiming that they are working or rioting on behalf of Antifa. Yeah, none of that's actually true. They're all just making all that Antifa stuff up and all the stuff on social media. Nope, nope, that's not true. Don't believe your lying eyes. That's this entire administration. Don't believe your lying eyes. Antifa's not real. No, no way. Just a myth. But, Mr. Nadler, there's a bit of a problem with that, okay? Because most of us out here in the real world, we all know that Antifa actually is real. And this next clip is of a young man that used to be a a member, a part of Antifa, until he, God forbid, started to ask simple questions about capitalism, and they scorned him for it, and they ostracized him from the group. But his experience in Antifa as he got further away from it was so troubling that he felt like he needed to share his story with the world. So here's a young man, former Antifa member, Mr. Nadler, doing an interview with a journalist. Listen to this. I wanted to talk 
to my friends about these issues, but my friends were also members of the anti-fascist movement. And that was the very first time that I was called the capitalist pig, just for asking questions. Yes, I was promoting some sort of capitalist propaganda. You leave in 2012. What have you noticed that's changed with Antifa from then to today? Well, you know something? Antifa today is far more dangerous than anything that I was part of. Who is funding Antifa today? They're not being paid to go stir up violence. They're doing it out of their own hearts. Who do they look at as absolute enemies? Like, who is the enemy of the state number one? Their true enemy is our system of government and our society as a whole. Huh. Amazing. That kid didn't sound like a myth at all. God, I was wrong. I was wrong. In fact, he sounded like a living, breathing, actual human being that experienced this madness with these lunatics. So, yeah, sorry. Sorry for that, Mr. Nadler, and, and to all you lefties out there. But we're picking up on the fact that every time we're over the target, you call us conspiracy theorists. Because everything that you've told us were conspiracy theories actually weren't conspiracy theories. Okay? So... We're going to prove that here, moving through with this episode, as if we need to prove that to the American people, as if the American people don't understand that this administration is the most abhorrent set of liars that have ever graced the United States Capitol, which is really unbelievable if you think about it, because, I mean, it's not like politicians have a reputation of being real honest characters. But we have people that are stupid. Right. They absolutely are stupid. And stupid is actually a really good segue into what the next conspiracy theory is going to be. Because as we see around the country, people assaulting people because of the color of their skin, because of what the Democrats have pushed in their campaigns, in their ideology, in their messaging, and in schools teaching our children to hate each other. Well, guess what? When you teach people to hate each other, because they look different or think differently, you are then going to have violence. Yes, that's a byproduct of hatred, you morons. Okay, so they they push this theory called critical race theory. And then they couple that together with DEI. So when the people commit the crimes against people that have a different thought process or skin color than they do, then the prosecutors who are George Soros-funded prosecutors... <laughs> who have no intention of following the law, simply let them out of jail so that they can go out and reoffend and continue to commit more hate crimes in which our mainstream media and the liberal Democrats are telling everybody, teaching everybody, that they should think this way. The very first priority on everybody's mind should be the color of people's skin. Now you tell me who the racist there. And speaking of racist, our favorite on-air racist, Joy Reid, leads off this clip spewing her nonsense conspiracy theory hatred BS that this is all made up. Nobody's actually teaching this. And you'll hear through the clip. It kind of goes back and forth to people saying that it's not happening. And then the actual teachers and people who are actually pushing this stuff in the community who actually have a real strategy that are shoving this onto the United States of America, causing these issues that we have. So, Here's the next clip that they told us was a conspiracy theory, which is CRT, taught in schools. And Joy Reid leads it off by telling us, oh, no, that's not happening. But, oh, yeah, Joy, yeah, it is. Parents are fighting with 
with school boards in, in cities and towns across the country over curricula that they believe teaches white kids that they are racist. None of this is actually happening. None of this is actually happening. Sneak it in places they're not going to look, like maybe science. White people are dumb. That is a key message right there. If you come from a supportive family environment, take a step forward. And my governor has put into place some ridiculous legislation that many governors across the country have put into place, such as I can't teach critical race theory and I can't teach about racial equity. This is at all public schools, colleges, and universities. So, teachers, we've been activists. Everybody needs to stand up. If you're not evolving into an anti-racist educator, you're making yourself obsolete. And you're going to assume that these two guys are equal, and they're not equal. And just to make sure that I'm being totally clear here, at the end of that clip, you hear somebody speaking and saying, if you think these two students right here are equal, you're effing wrong. Well, in that clip, that is a teacher standing there with a white student and a black student telling them, telling the entire class, an auditorium class, that these two students are not equal in the United States of America. Now, look, I'm not naive to the fact the United States of America has made mistakes. We have not always been perfect. We aren't perfect now, okay? But... This country was founded on equality. And as far as it comes to race, I'm pretty sure we fought a war called the Civil War in which more Americans died than in any other war. And half of those Americans, at least half, were fighting on the side of ending slavery. But I guess those lives aren't enough for people to not want to teach critical race theory and divide us on race lines. Because race relations in this country are in the worst spot that they've been since the 1960s. And unfortunately, it's not an accident. It is very intentional, as we discussed at the beginning of this episode, laying out Cloward Piven, orchestrating a crisis. And this administration is orchestrating a crisis in as many ways as possible, in as many places as they possibly can, to levels and to degrees and is widespread as I didn't think was possible. They have literally destroyed everything. Everything. And they lie about everything and the media covers for them. So just in case that last CRT clip wasn't enough for you, here is another teacher making a very passionate resignation to her school because she refuses to teach this CRT DEI nonsense to promote hatred amongst her students and teach her students that this country hates them and that this country will not provide them opportunities and they will be forever oppressed by the devilish white oppressors. So listen to this teacher. This is actually hard to listen to. Emotions running very high and hot at another school board meeting in Loudoun County last night. Parents calling out the school's social justice agenda as one teacher declares she has had enough. Within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. You shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that it is
dissenting opinion is not allowed, even to be spoken in my personal life. Going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and I, encouraging us to fill it out. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. So there it is. That's about enough of that, because there's only so much of that I can talk about without getting indescribably angry that these deplorable teachers, these completely brainwashed socialist Marxist teachers find these really sneaky ways. I just saw a video not too long ago of these teachers who they started rephrasing everything using new terminology within CRT in these red states that had banned CRT being taught in schools. They changed the terminology and they come up with these really sneaky ways and they do this, they, they talk about this to each other, the teachers, the administrators. They talk about ways that they're going to be deceptive to parents to throw them off the trail so they can continue to teach their CRT nonsense and teach our children to hate each other. Teach them to judge each other based on the color of their skin. Not the fact that they're all Americans and that they should judge each other on the quality of their character or, I don't know, in school, maybe on merit, where they're literally calling standardized test, testing, grading, or anything as it relates to successes or failures, racist. Enemies are friends in reverse. No, I believe we actually call that America, you morons. Maybe this is why America's public schools are failing. Maybe this is why parents all over the country are pushing for school choice. Maybe this is why America is sliding down the global scale as it relates to education of its youth. This is not a recipe for success for the United States of America. But yet these morons, these ideological morons, shove this kid down, shove this stuff down our kids' throats and get them to hate us, hate each other. And oh yeah, they try to get them to hate their parents too. What were you doing? Not to mention the fact that they try to get them to chemically castrate themselves or for God's sakes, chop their junk off so that they're actually, truly, genuinely castrated. Permanently, surgically castrated. Wrong is right. Which is a whole nother topic. But this dumbing down of America's youth really plays into another piece of one of these conspiracy theories that the left has told us for years that this is a conspiracy theory of the socialists that was born out of philosophers or the great thinkers of Nazi Germany, which is the Great Reset. Right, we've been told forever the Great Reset is a total myth. It's not happening. Understand the Great Reset is the theory that capitalism and democracy and constitutional republics like we have here in the United States are actually damaging and oppressing for people. This is the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, right? This is the same theory, that the rich people are oppressing the poor people and that the poor people, the workers, need to rise up so that everybody ends up all on the same level playing field, the same equal outcomes for everybody in which they call equity now. That's nice. This is the idea for the Great Reset, which is really being pushed by places like the World Economic Forum, which we just saw the World Economic Forum's big meeting in Davos, which for some reason there seemed to be a whole bunch of hookers that showed up there with all these rich white guys. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. That are pushing all this racism 
and telling people that white people are bad, in particular white men are bad. And they're trying to shove climate change down our throats while they have absolutely no intention of changing their lifestyles. And they continue to pollute far more than any of the rest of us ever could dream of, which they're a bunch of rich global elites. Okay. And you know what I have to say about that? Good for them. Good for them. They found success. Why do you want to stop anybody else from also being able to have that same success? They're the greediest, most corrupt people on the face of the planet. And they truly are sinister, like an underground group of Bond villains in a Bond movie, like some suspense thriller, that these puppet masters are in the background pulling the strings for all the world society while people like George Soros and Klaus Schwab throw money at everything so that they can change the the world to this alleged socialist communist utopia that has never worked and never will work. Yeah, things are going great. But yet still, they want to shove this down our throats, but they don't want to live by the same rules that they preach to us that we are supposed to live by. They tell us it's for our benefit. False. But it's actually for their benefit so that we can live under their rule and that we don't have any recourse to actually rise up against them because they would have taken all of our guns and all of our rights and they will oppress us under this big brother system. Okay, so this is the Great Reset. The Great Reset, they sell to us as if it's something, woo, this is going to be fantastic, so awesome, Great Reset. No, it's crap. So what are you saying? All it is is totalitarian, authoritarian rule. It's tyranny. That's all it is. So when you get on World World Economic Forum's website and they tell you nonsense like, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. My first question to that is to look at the administrative people within the World Economic Forum and ask them, oh, you guys are super rich. I bet you have a lot of possessions. Are you, do you plan to give up your possessions? Shut up, racist. And be happy about that? Because I bet the answer to that is no. But we were told forever and ever and ever that this was just a myth. Total myth, not ever going to happen. It's just this psychological theory. It's just this, this theory that sociologists talk about that was born out of Nazi Germany because so many good things came out of there. Um, and that this was never actually a real thing. It's never going to happen. But then COVID-19 hits. And because they're liberals, they just can't help but to run their mouths. And they just can't help but to spike the football when they get a chance to. So as they're telling us that this is a conspiracy theory, Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum, literally writes a book called The Great Reset. Uh, 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 uh. As it relates to COVID, I'm not even joking. So here's a clip for you that speaks to the conspiracy theory that is the Great Reset. That's really not a conspiracy theory because they told us it wasn't. So weird. So weird how they told us it was actually real. But then they tell us it's a conspiracy theory. Listen to the clip. President-elect Joe Biden is weeks away from taking office, but his presidency already has a growing conspiracy following it. It is called the Great Reset. The theory accuses Mr. Biden of playing a part in a global economic plan that will ultimately lead to a dystopian society. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. 
To talk more about the so-called Great Reset, we have CBSN technology reporter Dan Patterson. So the conspiracy alleges um, a, an end to global capitalism where those who resist the COVID vaccine will be imprisoned. Um, it borrows or takes from Biden's Build Back Better campaign and then Bill Gates and his plans to vaccinate and track everyone with a, a secret tracker, um, along with the World Economic Forum, who actually have uh, COVID response white papers, uh, policy papers written called the Great Reset. Okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> Time out. Did anybody catch that? As this moron's making his argument that the Great Reset isn't really happening, especially as it relates to the Biden administration, which they bring up clearly in this clip that this is a conspiracy theory leading into the election that Joe Biden is going to implement the Great Reset and that this isn't happening. But there is a book called The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab, who seems to be pushing really hard on this liberal world order, which we've heard by Jake Sullivan. We've heard that also by Anthony Blinken. And we have also heard that by Joe Biden himself. So what is this new liberal world order. Is it maybe some different phrasing for, I don't know, the Great Reset? I don't want to tell you. Of course it is. You guys, there's a really famous Maya Angelou quote where she says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And this is exactly who these people are. There is something very, very sinister going on here. All this stuff is tied together, all these conspiracies and all this stuff going on. But what we really need to understand is what are they trying to do and how? How is it that they play with people to get them to believe this nonsense? I drank beer heavily and tried drugs enthusiastically. And they've got some clever ways in doing it. These people play with words more than anybody we've ever seen. For God's sakes, they've changed the definition of men and women. They've completely changed the definition of violence. Now words are violence. So this clown is on here telling us, oh, no, no, the Great Reset, it's not really happening, despite the fact that they're telling us that they want to restructure and rebuild and reform every aspect of America, including our economy. But, oh, no, no, despite the fact that uh, Klaus Schwab wrote a book called The Great Reset, COVID-19, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, it's, it's not really happening. He's not talking about that great reset. He's just talking about reset on, like, your Mario Brothers Nintendo game. Or some nonsense like that. Which we all know is a bunch of sh-pup-poop crap. It's a big, fat lie. They all get together at Davos. We just heard it. All the same types, right? The Larry Finks, the Klaus Schwabs, the Mark Millies, the... Christopher Ray's, the John Kerry's, the Al Gore's. Wild-eyed socialists. They all get up on stage and they all pat each other on the back at Davos at the World Economic Forum. And they talk about how amazing they are. For God's sakes, John Kerry said that they were literally extraterrestrials. That's how special they were. They're aliens. The chosen aliens to change the damn world. And I'm being, I'm being guided by invisible forces. Well, guess what, guys? We don't want your new world. We don't want it. And you are forcing it on us. Have any questions about the fact that that's actually happening? Well, all of those previously mentioned people have given a lot of statements that 
really have a great affinity towards China in the way that they run their government. They so desire to have the same type of control that the CCP does over their people. Do not give your power away. Remember Anthony Fauci and his dumbass, which that's a whole nother thing as we get into conspiracy theories, right? Okay, he so desired and gave so much praise to the CCP in the way that they handled COVID. Well, that was a bunch of crap, a big bunch of crap. And we know it was, and he knew it was from the very beginning, but that didn't matter because he had to keep selling the lie. Uh, 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 true. See, this is what they do. This is what they do. They tell the lie and they keep telling the lie. And then they tell the lie and they tell the lie and they tell the lie to the point that even when they get disproven, they have told the lie so many times that people don't even know what the real truth is anymore once they actually get told the truth. This is how they play the game on Russia hoax, on impeachment, on all of this stuff. Biden, corruption, collusion with Albania, Ukraine, Russia, China, all this stuff. They tell the lie, they tell the lie, they tell the lie. And they keep telling the lie until we are so confused that we don't even know what the truth is anymore. You're naughty. Well, at least some of us are confused. I think a good standard as it relates to these new Democrats, these new liberal world order, great reset Democrats, is whatever they say, no one understands that they are completely lying to you. And the opposite is true. Wrong is right. And also, whatever they accuse their political opponents of doing, and this is an absolute strategy that they use, and they're not going to stop using it because it has been 100% successful for them to this point, in large part because they have the mass support of the mainstream media. And that's the next conspiracy theory that we're going to get into. But understand that this is a real strategy for them. They lie, 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 lie to the point that everybody's confused because the mainstream media is pushing the same message. Then they got all the intel agencies working with the social media companies. And they're telling the social media companies how to proceed, what to censor, what to allow. And wow, so weird that it just turns out that they just so happen to be censoring almost exclusively conservatives. Uh, 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 shut up. Really bizarre situation, right? But the liberals, the left is lying about everything. Joe Biden, if you want your real proof, Joe Biden either has such an affinity for the way China handles their people that he wants that so badly that he's willing to sell out his own country for that, or he's a foreign agent and he's willing to sell out his own country to enrich his family. Racist. Which it may be both, but I at least have proof of the latter that we will get to as we proceed with the opening of season two here on Red, White, and True Podcast, the conspiracy theory episodes to start the season because I'm so pissed and so irritated about getting lied to about every damn thing. It is absolutely ridiculous. These socialists have infiltrated every meaningful bureaucracy of the United States government. And they are using these tools to lie to the public, to gain support, to divide us. They got a big turkey neck. 
and they rubbed the turkey fat all over my body and put me in a ring with a bear. To create all these oppressed groups. Kiss my honey. This is what they're doing. And they use the media to push their message. And just in case, just in case you thought the same thing that I thought, which is, wow, it's really weird. So weird how the liberal media, the mainstream media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post. You are fake news. It's so weird how they all seem to have the exact same talking points. So, so weird. Wow, that's weird. I wonder how that would happen. How such a massive group of people and such a massive conglomeration of all these different supposed to be independent media outlets that are reporting the news with different anchors on different shows all saying the exact same thing all the time. That's crazy, town. And how they so vigorously attack Fox News, Newsmax, and all these new independent journalists and news companies, not to mention people like me, who are trying to just put the truth out there to try to get one damn person to hear the actual truth of what they're doing. It used to be when journalists lied that they were completely discredited and they had to come out and apologize and beg for forgiveness so that anybody would even listen to them or, God forbid, a media company would actually give them a job because they had a reputation of being a liar and they were discredited. That's not the case anymore. They lie and they're not sorry that they lie because the intention is to lie, damn it. That's the intention, to lie to us, to confuse us, to separate us, to divide us so that they can turn this country into the socialist, communist hellscape that they would like to force down our throats. Do you have a soul? Cloward Piven orchestrating a crisis. Scare the hell out of everybody. Take their rights away and promise that the government will solve all your problems. The government just breaks stuff. There it is. I really genuinely, before this administration, did not believe in these conspiracy theories. I really didn't. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. We have gotten to a point now that... Almost every single thing that they have called a conspiracy theory outside of some of these ridiculous, insane ones, they've all come true. They're not conspiracy theories anymore. They're just conspiracy. That's all it is. And if you need any proof that the mainstream media is 100% absolutely working together, well, there is a gentleman named Robert Kennedy Jr. He decided that he was going to look into this. Because he was being censored by these companies, couldn't get an opportunity to get his story out, and nobody was giving him voice. So he decided that he was going to sue, and in particular, went to sue the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, which is owned by the government, just so you know, in order to find out what, like, what's going on here. So he sued all these media companies, and lo and behold, in his discovery for his lawsuit, he found something an organization, a media cartel of all of these media agencies working together, communicating together, so that they all say the same damn stupid thing, called TNI, Trusted News Initiative. Of course. What? This one, I mean, I think we all knew it was happening. At least I knew it was happening, because God forbid, how can everybody say the exact same words, the exact same phrasing on every single mainstream media outlet, every single story, every single time? And they all hit at exact, exactly the same time and start using the same terminology. 
it's an absolute impossibility. It's just not going to happen because people that think independently, that are working independently, they use their own verbiage. They use their own rhetoric. They say things differently. So it's insane to think that they could be saying the exact same words to describe the same situations. Well, here's a clip, you guys, as it relates to the Trusted News Initiative, which is this really benign-sounding organization that you're like, wow, yeah, you know, it kind of sounds good. We should have a Trusted News Initiative. Like, that sounds like a good thing. I don't think so. Oh, no. This is the game. This is what they do. The same thing as all these Soros groups with all these really benign names like Saving Democracy. That is a lot. And all this nonsense that they put out there, okay? This is an entire plan that they have been working through for years, for decades. We are hitting the pinnacle of their fight to see if they can change the world to this communist, socialist world order. Our country is in serious trouble. And by the way, if you don't think Joe Biden's on board, and I've got proof of some connections to this and how maybe this may be actually more disturbing than we think, that's going to happen in the next episode. Oh my Lord, we're really getting late into this thing. But I'm going to hammer through this thing, you guys, because you deserve to know this information. Do you think it's a you think it's just an accident that Joe Biden and all the Democrats opened the border wide open and then kept lying about it? And then the media covers for him. I never heard I never heard that one before. And they literally don't even talk about it leading up to the midterms. And then as soon as the midterms are over, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the border's actually open. I can't believe this. Well, here is why they all say the same thing at the same time about the same stories, and then they ignore the stories that they don't want to talk about. Here's Tucker Carlson and Robert Kennedy Jr. talking about Trusted News Initiative on Tucker Carlson Tonight. It's a partnership of several big news outlets, the AP, Reuters, the Washington Post, aligned with big tech companies like Facebook and Google. The BBC founded it. Now, the group has admitted its mission is to stop, quote, the tidal wave of unchecked reporting that's being piped through mainly digital platforms. In other words, we have a monopoly on telling lies. No one else can talk. And in service of that goal, the initiative has censored an awful lot of people, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whom history will vindicate completely. Now, Kennedy and several other plaintiffs are suing the Trusted News Initiative, Bobby, thanks so much for coming up. Tell us what this suit seeks to do. The Trusted News Initiative was a secretive cartel that involved the big legacy media companies that you mentioned, the Associated Press, Reuters, the Washington Post, and the BBC, and also the social media platforms, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. And it was an agreement that had two purposes. One was to suppress and censor any information, whether true or not, that departed from official government orthodoxies and government proclamations. Probably the more motivating uh, uh, purpose of the cartel was revealed in one of the memos that we have obtained from BBC. The BBC memo, BBC, which is a government, a British government-owned news network, is although we are all rivals and competitors with each other, the existential threat to all of our business models comes from thousands of independent news sites who are now diminishing trust in our organizations. And the way that we can destroy them, they called stamp them out and choke them in this memo. They use those phrases 
is to deny them platforms on the social media sites. So what they said is anybody who departs from, from the trusted news, which is the official government narratives of WHO, CDC, and the White House, and Anthony Fauci and NIH, we will make sure to identify them and to make sure that they are not given a platform. And I, this had nothing to do with whether the, the statements were inaccurate. They use the word misinformation and they acknowledge this throughout as a euphemism for any statement that departs from official government orthodoxies. You guys see, you see what I'm saying now? It's a big cabal of just totally corrupt liberal socialist communists that are hell-bent on shoving this stuff down our throat. And as if I needed to provide any further truth that the media is a big cartel actually working together against you and I to steal our rights and freedoms in our country from us, does anybody remember the Hamilton 68 dashboard that was created by, yet again, another one of these really benign names called the Alliance for Securing Democracy? Wow, that Sounds like a good thing. The Alliance for Securing Democracy? Well, actually, it's not. It's actually put together by and headed up by a guy named Clint Watts and a bunch of other deep state goons and hacks and a bunch of other leftist, liberal, socialist Democrats that completely fund and run this thing that the intention of this thing was to try and stop the spread of disinformation that is affecting American elections because it so desperately and badly affected the election in 2016. Hmm, that's strange. Because God forbid Donald Trump got elected. You guys, I know I'm this I know this is running long, but this stuff is so important and we're back for season 2 and I am going to mash out every single one of these corrupt idiots that are throwing this stuff in our face and stealing our damn country. So, I just want to I just want to read something here for you before I get to the Hamilton 68 clip of these deep state and leftist hacks, goons, liars. True. That would have us believe that for God's sakes if Russia is actually capable of everything that they say they're capable of, Russia would be the most powerful government, the most powerful empire that ever walked the face of this damn planet. I mean, for God's sakes, they would make the Roman Empire looked like the Girl Scouts. Yeah, things are going great. I mean, it's truly remarkable how powerful these people think that Russia is. Not China. Oh, no, not China, who's infiltrated us and is playing a large role in this disinformation campaign that is separating America, making us weaker as a society, destroying our education system. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And everything else going on in which Joe Biden seems to be 100% bought in on. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. But I just want to read this to you real quick as it relates to what the premise, what the foundation of what Hamilton 68 dashboard is going to do put up by the Alliance for Securing Democracy. Okay, so here's here's their their mission statement, shall we say the Hamilton 68 dashboard. Launching today, this was in 2017, as a part of the Alliance for Securing Democracy provides a near real-time look at Russian propaganda and disinformation efforts online. The top of the page shows tweets from official Russian propaganda outlets in English and a short post discussion, the themes of the day. This is Russia's overt messaging. But these disinformation networks also include bots and trolls that synchronize to promote 
Russian messaging themes, including attack campaigns and the spread of disinformation. We choose truth over facts. Did you hear that? The spread of disinformation. So the liberals and the deep state who hate Donald Trump because they know that he wants to tear them down, which they deserve to be torn down because they are destroying our country. They say that they created Hamilton 68 so that they can fight misinformation and disinformation. But yet what they're actually doing is creating misinformation and disinformation. They say further on in their mission statement, our analysis is based on linked 600 Twitter accounts to Russian influence activities online. And the lower section of the dashboard features charts that display topics, hashtags, and links currently promoted by this network, the Russian network. Turns out that after Elon Musk's God love the man spent $44 billion to buy Twitter and open it up so that we could see the widespread and rampant corruption and censoring that's going on amongst social media companies, because don't be confused, it's going on at every other social media company too, including the communist search engine that I'm using to read this nonsense, which is Google. So needless to say, before I play the clip for you though, I want to read one other thing here. So give me just a second as I as I read this, because I want to read the leadership for the Alliance for Securing Democracy, because it's all Soros tied, the Obamas. Uh, 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 is it true? The Clintons, uh, the Spitzers, all these left wing liberals, socialists that would like you to believe that they actually support democracy, but they don't. That's true. Because they want to take your rights away. And because they want to control you, Cloward Piven, they're creating crisis, they're creating fear, and it sure looks like if they're not working with China, they are allowing China to do whatever the hell they want to do. I was ready to prostitute myself in the the manner in which I talked about it. Because yet again, they so desire to have the power that the CCP has over the Chinese people. They want that over top of us. Okay, so I'm just going to read some of the, the leadership off of this uh, this website here that is for the Alliance for Securing Democracy. They also work with the National Democratic Institute. They work with the they work with the Obama administration. An Biden Obama Democrat. They worked with the American Enterprise Institute. They work with Hillary for America. They work with Soros. They work with Obama. They work with the Clintons and all the other left-wing players. Okay, you guys, so I'm going to play this Matt Taibbi clip talking to Brian Kilmeade on One Nation, and they're laying out the fraud, the total fraud that this Hamilton 68 is. Because on their website, they're claiming that these 600 accounts are actually Russian bots, but they're not actually bots. Listen to Matt Taibbi as he absolutely destroys this disgusting act of intentional misinformation and disinformation from the people who are trying to destroy this country. That makes as much sense as two plus two equals fish. Whether you like it or not, if you're a liberal, I know that you are probably favorable or look favorably upon these people. Why, 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 why? But they are trying to destroy our country. They are trying to take our rights away. They are trying to destroy America because they hate it. Remember, remember, Who's funding this organization? Who's the leadership of this organization? And who's backing this organization? I will say it again. 
Soros-funded groups keep George Soros' name in mind as we progress further into the next conspiracy theory episodes and we start to destroy the Russia hoax, the Russian PP tape, Russian spy operation or spying on the Trump campaign, and the impeachment, as all of those things are all connected with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, FBI agents, George Soros, overseas business deals. It's all tied together. The system is a lie. Just hang with me on these episodes. I know that they're going long, but I really, really promise you guys that you will be informed because it blew my mind as I was researching this stuff to try and get this information to put it out to you guys. It's one of the reasons why I've been gone so long. It was such a deep dive to try and drag down these articles. And I pulled a lot of these articles to support the facts of what's going on with foreign agent Joe Biden. I was ready to prostitute myself. From left-wing media sites, from left-wing organizations, newspapers, and media outlets. So needless to say, remember, it's Obama, it's Hillary Clinton, and it's George Soros leading and funding this organization that created this Hamilton 68 dashboard that is a big, fat, effing, flipping lie. The whole damn thing. So here's Brian Kilmeade and Matt Taibbi laying this thing out for the total crock of poop that it is. Yeah, so the key here is that they built this tool called the Hamilton 68 dashboard that purported to track Russian bots. Again, it was based on 644 accounts, which we now know are mostly organic accounts, mostly real people. Uh, but they would say these accounts are now following, let's just say, the uh, hashtag Fire McMaster or hashtag Release the Memo or hashtag I Stand with Laura. Or, and then you would see a flood of news stories come out in the next day, maybe in the New York Times, maybe the Washington Post, maybe CNN, maybe MSNBC, that would say Russian bots are supporting this hashtag. In reality, there were no Russians, or there were very few Russians, let's put it that way. So Mike Burrell, let's look at those four again. Uh, Mike McFaul, an ambassador to Russia, certainly has credibility. Mike Burrell used to brief Bush as well as uh, Barack Obama, CIA guy. And then a Podesta, as left-wing as he gets, was supposed to be the chief of staff. Hillary Clinton ran her campaign. Uh, and Clint Watts, an MSNBC contributor. So he could continue this, this false reporting as so-called experts in Russian bots. This was a site that basically went after people, who, anybody who was a critic of the Democratic Party. Uh, what offends me about this story is that it's just not true. Like, I, I don't care about the politics of it. But all it would have taken was one reporter throughout all this time to say, you know what, who's on that list? Or I'm not going to do the story unless you tell me who's on that list. And none of this would have happened. What the story is really about is a breakdown in the standards of mainstream media. And I, and I think that's what's really important here. The FBI played a role in this. Then you have other groups. Politicians would understand this. This wouldn't be true. And they go out and said it anyway publicly. The FBI issued a statement calling you and your fellow journalist, Barry Weiss, Michael Schellenberger, conspiracy theorists. Did you guys catch the part right at the end there where Kilmeade says, oh, yeah, well, the FBI chimed in on all this new information, despite the fact that they got caught with their pants down, emailing and communicating back and forth with Twitter about this Hamilton 68 project in which Twitter tells them, hey, this is a big load of crap. We know that these aren't Russian bots, and the FBI continues to pressure them 
so that they censor those accounts because those are conservative accounts that they're concerned are actually going to be effective speaking about things that are actually true. And what was their response to it? They said, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. That's a mystery. You guys see the game? You see the game now? Oh, well, right when you're over the target and you catch them in a lie or you catch them doing something bad, they just say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. And then the entire mainstream media echoes the exact same thing, exact same talking points. Whatever their, whatever their masters tell them, their dim, liberal, intelligence agency masters tell them to say, with their lips surgically attached to their asses, like Bongino says, as they dog walk these people in the media around and in social media and tell them, nope, this is what you're going to say. So the FBI, our intelligence agencies are working against us. True. As American citizens, our democracy is at threat. They're right. But not from all these really fluffy named save democracy organizations that are funded by George Soros and all the people that hate democracy. Those people are actually trying to destroy democracy along with our intel agencies. True. Who are, who are corrupting all of our elections, which is really supposed to be the most sacred right that we have as Americans, as participants in democracy. The few days that we have in this constitutional republic in which we actually are a democracy, those few days that we vote, they are impeding the information leading up to and going through those election cycles. Now, I know you didn't do this just to win an election. The FBI and the intel agencies and Soros-funded groups and the Democrats are trying to control information so that they can win because they know that their ideas suck and they know that they're idiots. So the only way that they can win is to lie to you, spread misinformation and disinformation. It's the only way they can win, and they know it because their ideas won't stand up to conservative ideas. If you put them head to head, it's not even a fight. That's true. But- I thought it was important to point out that the FBI's response to the Twitter files and them getting caught with their pants down in multiple, multiple versions of the Twitter files that have come out now, which I think we've seen like 16 or 17 of them, in which the FBI is all over these things, putting pressure on Twitter, telling them information that, that they need to be looking for, telling them information to censor, along with members of the DNC and high-ranking members of the Democrat Party, along with other global liberals, socialist, communists around the world that want to control the information spread to the voters so that they can get people elected that want to destroy our country. Our country is in serious trouble. But I want to just briefly hit on a few other conspiracy theories that we've seen here recently that we absolutely know are lies that we got lied to at the beginning. And then they got caught and had to come out and admit that they were wrong. But notice they don't ever admit that they were wrong, or they really don't even admit that they were wrong, but they, they really don't ever admit that the story was actually true until after an election cycle and the damage is already done and you can't do anything about it. For instance, the biggest one of all, the Hunter Biden laptop, in which the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in the country, the fourth largest newspaper by circulation, got censored on social media because everybody in the mainstream media and the social media companies knew that that story was true. They knew it was true. The FBI had had the laptop since 2019. They knew it was true, too. Then the 51 intelligence agents come out and say, oh, no, 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 no. 
That's Russian disinformation. It's always Russian disinformation. And then Joe Biden gets elected, destroys the country. We get through the midterms. And after the midterms, they all decide to come out and say, oh, yeah, by the way, that Hunter Biden laptop thing. Yeah, that was real. The system is a lie. That was real. What about COVID? Oh, my goodness. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Oh, my God. These vaccines are so good for you. They'll save the world. Oh, really? Thanks, Anthony Fauci. Thanks, Rachel Maddow. Really appreciate you guys telling us that, that these vaccines are such great things for us and they're going to save the planet. Oh, but they actually don't work. And turns out that Anthony Fauci actually knew this from the beginning because Pfizer basically came out and said in new reporting that they knew that their vaccine wasn't going to work. Not to mention the fact that Pfizer, a Pfizer executive, Jordan Walker, got caught on tape admitting that Pfizer is doing gain-of-function research, the same exact research that Anthony Fauci lied about coming from the Wuhan lab that released the damn COVID virus on the world and killed us, killed lots and lots of people and killed our economy. The system is a lie. And then we ended up getting stuck with Joe Biden and hopefully the United States of America makes it through Joe Biden's moronic, incompetent, administration. Hopefully we make it through that. I have faith in America. I'm long on America. I know that you guys are smart enough to see through all this BS and nonsense. But yeah, COVID, big giant lie. What about January 6th? Why won't they release the video? Why is nobody searching for the pipe bomber? Why is nobody arresting Ray Epps, who's caught on tape instigating, who's literally texting with his friends and family, bragging about how he was instigating on January 6th, he instigated the riot. He was there. He was on premise. He went in the building. He was there. Why is nobody going after Ray Epps or the damn pipe bomber when they have both of them on film and there's people being held right now for the January 6th stuff that literally took selfies inside the Capitol? And the FBI tried to overreach on First Amendment rights out to field offices, to the Boston field office, to try to get Boston field office to do their bidding to get information on American citizens that the FBI had no right to get. All these people did was get on a bus and go to Washington that day. Many of them didn't even go to the rally. But the FBI wanted, Washington FBI, wanted Boston FBI field office to investigate all these people. Luckily, Boston FBI field office said, okay, well, send us the tape, send us the information. We'll dig into this and we'll find we'll find what you need. And Washington Field Office said, no, 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 no. We're not going to send you the tape. We're not going to do that. Also, why won't they release the rest of the tape? What are they hiding? What do they have? What do they have that they don't want us to see? Because clearly it's something. And then Christopher Ray and the assistant director of the FBI got brought in front of a House committee hearing and a Senate committee committee hearing. And were directly asked, did you have FBI agents on the ground that day wearing Trump gear, instigating the riot that entered the Capitol that day? And both of their answers was, oh, we, we can't answer about ongoing investigations. So, yeah, we got that one. The system is a lie. And then we got the other one here recently that luckily Seymour Hersh came out and put his article out there exposing Joe Biden for his blowing up of the Nord Stream pipelines. 
which is really interesting because if you think about it, Joe Biden and his grift in Ukraine is selling natural gas because of his son working for Burisma, a natural gas company, selling natural gas to Europe and to America. And the Nord Stream pipeline sold natural gas to Europe and some transferred to America. I was ready to prostitute myself. Hmm. So weird. So weird how Joe Biden was so, so anxious to blow that pipeline up. But he's so slow and hesitant on everything else. Wow. Such a weird coincidence. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But yeah, now the rest of the world's pissed. Germany's pissed because Joe Biden blew up a pipeline that fed the great majority of energy to Europe and didn't talk to anybody else before he did it. Just did it for his own well-being or his own good or because he hates Russia or whatever it is. But they lied to us about it. They said, even the media said, oh, no, no, Russia did it. Putin blew up his own pipeline because that makes sense. I mean, all the guy had to do was turn off the valves. He controls the pipeline. All he had to do was close the valves if he didn't want to send natural gas to Europe. He didn't have to completely destroy the infrastructure of the pipeline, which is stupid because that pipeline was worth a lot of money to him. And he's fighting a war right now in case anybody missed that. And you need money to fight a war. The system is a lie. So, you guys, all I'm getting at here is that all they are doing is lying to us. It is a big, fat lie. Everything that comes out of this administration's mouth is an absolute flippin' effin' lie. The whole thing, the whole administration. I guess that's your theory. Do not trust a single word coming out of their lying-ass mouths. It's an embarrassment. I am disgusted that Joe Biden is the president of the United States for all the corruption, for all the caving to China, and allowing our greatest adversary, literally probably the greatest adversary this country has ever seen, and that includes Nazi Germany, Japan, Soviet Russia during the Cold War, all these countries, massive adversaries, enemies of ours. China is a bigger threat. And Joe Biden is down on his knees begging China for forgiveness for shooting down their spy balloon in which it went over our entire country and spied on all of our most critical military installations. And Joe Biden still refuses to call them an adversary. He won't do it. Does any of that make sense? Or does it make more sense that maybe he's bought and paid for? I was ready to prostitute myself. Well, as we progress into the next episode, which is going to debunk, totally destroy the Russia hoax and the impeachment. And it's important to tear those apart because the players involved there are the same exact players that are involved in Joe Biden's grift and his overseas business deals with his son in Albania, Ukraine, Russia, and China. Quit playing with your dinghy. And the connections to George Soros and the common goals across this thing are staggering. And it is undeniable that there is an undeniable connection between all these same players, the FBI, Soros, Bidens, Democrats, same grift, same deal. That's crazy, Tom. But guys, we're going to lay this thing out. We're going to expose 
these grifters for what they are, leeching off of our country, using our country, and selling out this country for their own personal benefit. But I am so thrilled, so excited to be back. I'm sorry it's been so long. It's a ton of research. I'm sorry this is such a long episode. I think you can see and feel the research that's in it, which is why the damn episode is so long. But I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. I think it is highly important that we hash these things out and that we get the truth out there so that we can try to spread this to as many people as possible, talk to our friends, talk to our family about these issues and situations going on. Because if we don't talk about it and expose the situations, we will not save this country. We are in a very desperate, dark place with a lot of really crazy things going on. And the only way to stop it is going to be to fight back. We can't sit back and be the silent majority anymore. We have to stand up, get in the fight, throw some punches, and win this thing back. We have to do it. But I saw this this scripture that I wanted to share with you guys because I feel like this is the, the place that I'm at right now as I'm fighting this battle, putting this podcast out, sharing information, and trying to win this country back. And it is Isaiah 6, 8. And it goes like this. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then, I, then said I, Here am I. Send me. Send me. I'll fight. I'm willing to stand up and fight because I will not lose this country and I will not allow my children to grow up in a socialist communist America in which they do not have the luxury of all the constitutional rights that they so deserve. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you for your patience for me being gone. I am so honored for every download that I get that you guys take time out of your day to listen to me. Especially this one might take a little bit of multi-session listening to on this one since we're going to be somewhere around an hour and a half on this thing. But guys, I'd like to thank you so, so much for listening. I'm so excited to be back talking to you guys again. Hit us up on the website. You can find us at rwtrue.com. On Twitter, been really active on Twitter here trying to build a following, you guys. So find us on Twitter, follow us. Listen to us. Give us some feedback. Talk about things that you might want to hear. Ask questions. Whatever it is, I'm definitely willing to give feedback as long as we get reasonable questions and people aren't really being obscene or um, or really violent or angry in these uh, aggressive, I guess I should say. But you can also find us on Truth Social at RWTrue. Uh, Twitter is RW underscore True. Truth Social is RW True. Facebook, which I haven't been nearly as active on here recently, but that's Red, White, and True Podcast, which on all of those, Twitter, Truth Social, you can look up Red, White, and True Podcast, and you'll find you'll find us on there. But you guys, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to finish with this again. Isaiah 6, 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I. Send me. Everybody, everybody step up and say, send me. We have to win this fight. We don't have a choice. So we're going to have to stand up and push back hard to make sure that we keep this country. You guys tune into the next episode. 
We're going to tear down Russia hoax. We're going to tear down impeachment. We're going to tie it all in with the, Joe Biden's a foreign agent in the next two episodes. Hang tight with me. Season two, episode one. So glad to be back. Thank you guys for listening. This is Andrew Britton, Red, White, and True Podcast. And always, always remember, the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom. God bless America. I love America.